This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Christmas Everest, Day 5. The fivening. We're only five in. It's dispiriting, really, isn't it? Yeah, only only 19 to go. Yeah, it feels like we've done a lot more. But then again, we have done a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just we're only really starting to notice the fatigue now that the shows are getting worse, i.e. Christmas specials chosen by an idiot. Hello. <laughs> this is the Telly Addicts Christmas special. Here. From. I've got something to tell you that's got nothing oh, to yeah. do with this podcast. But I might as well tell you on this podcast anyway. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I watched the first episode of the rebooted Animaniacs last night. Yes. And it was fucking superb. And I strongly recommend it. There you well, go. There's, a, that's, there's an yeah. actual current TV. There you go. Before you... before we pull out our snooker balls in socks and set about Noel fucking Edmonds. There, if you if you want to take TV tips from a man who's chosen the Telly Addicts Christmas special, then go right ahead. Do you think for a single second that I chose this because I like it or because I think it's good? Oh, absolutely not. No. Well, then. You've chosen. I mean, actually, one of the rules that I established, because I was quite reluctant to do this, because I. One, I hate Christmas specials. <laughs> and two, I edit all of the podcasts. So, you know, I've been spending more time doing them. Because Ian, you know, he, he watches the programmes, writes down some hieroglyphics, and then just barks at a microphone yeah. for an hour. Yeah. Um, whereas I do all of that, plus I then edit the episodes. Yeah. So I, I had to be sold on it, and eventually what happened was I got really drunk or something one night. Yeah, <laughs> and, on special. And, and yeah, possibly, and said, all right, then, that was a good idea. And that, ladies and gentlemen, constitutes a written contract. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, I, uh, you know. And, um, yeah, the upshot is that we ended up doing it. But one of the rules that I established was no Noel Edmonds. Yeah, well. And and you adhered to that rule with flying colours, because here we are. Yeah, yeah, well. The Telly Addicts Christmas special, Christmas Eve, yeah. 1989, um, on the cusp. The very cusp of the 1990s. Yeah, absolutely fascinating that they mention on the over the closing credits that he's got another programme on Christmas Day. Well, yeah, of all course. All Edmonds, all the time. That would have been Noel's Christmas presents, I would have thought. Uh, yeah, you'd think so, yeah. Where, you know, he, he delivered children who'd been sold into white slavery back to their parents and horses. Yeah, and he's on the ascent. He's approaching the summit. He's approaching peak Edmonds. But it's it's fair to say that the uh, the other side of the summit was vertiginous indeed. And very quick. Well, that's such is the way with gravity. He was a bit like Wiley e. Coyote falling off the edge of a cliff in that he bumped 
and yeah. slowed down a couple of times on the way, most notably yeah. with Deal or No Deal. I mean, he, he, he was like Wiley Coyote falling off a cliff, only no one was watching him on television. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it kind of looked as if he would re- rehabilitate himself with Deal or No Deal. But Yeah, and then the, the whole beard thing happened, where he decided that he was going to dye his beard so he looked like Vic Reeves yeah. playing Noel Edmonds yeah. with a grease paint beard. Yeah, it's... Um, I mean, I I am in equal parts fascinated and horrified by Noel Edmonds. I am fascinated by the fact that he has barely changed in 50 years. True. The hair is a little bit shorter. And, but still as bouffant. Yeah, and he now goes for that middle-class provincial man going to a French restaurant kind of look. He's he's had that going on for many years. <laughs> this was at the in in the midst of his knitwear period. Yeah, yeah, he's in he's in knitwear on this one, and he'll soon be settling into that kind of comfy suit jacket. Well, yeah, or the silk shirt. You you period. know the material I mean. I don't know what it's called, yeah. like a wool suit. Man at CNA. And uh chi- yeah, chinos <laughs> and brogues. And he'll be getting 20 million viewers every week. And and enormously successful. It is difficult to understate just how big Noel's house party was in, say, the mid-1990s. when they launched the National Lottery, he was the person who presented the first episode. That's, that's, you know, he was was big deal. He was TV royalty. Mr Blobby got to number one in the charts. I think, was it a Christmas number one? It was 1993. Yeah, that goes on the fucking permanent record. That's the year I turned 21. Yeah, well, you know... That's what this country was like when I turned 21. And the thing is that... It's worse now. Yeah, it's worse (laughs) now. Somehow, and yet somehow, it's worse now. (laughs) If you took part in the Radio Times Teleaddicts competition and you're wondering whether or not you are one of the five pairs of people who will be going off to America, to Universal Studios, the names are going to be coming up during the clips... At this point in time, 1989, Noel Evans is 41 years old, so there's still hope for me yet. Telly Addicts was very much his offshoot programme, but I, I would imagine it probably still got sufficient ratings that even if it weren't for Noel's house party, I don't, I don't know how many people watch Telly Addicts. I know I watched Telly Addicts. Did you watch Telly Addicts? I think it was one of those things that if I was sitting in front of the television and it came on, then I would watch it. Yeah. But I wouldn't turn the channel over. It also, it came along at a sort of a time when uh, your those eight years that you're older than me really made a big difference to our TV watching habits. I was 18 when this was made. Yeah. And you were eight. And that is a very significant difference. But what I seem to recall about that era was that at that time, Christmas Eve wasn't the night that we went out. You know, I would have been 17 at the time. I don't think I went out on Christmas Eve till I was 
probably 19. Well, and you what? And you were absolutely sure about Father Christmas by that point. Well, no, nah, I mean it's like, you know, Christmas Eve was was just a night that you had with your family until then. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's that's Christmas Eve gold. Christmas Eve is the best day of Christmas. Mm. Christmas Day is a day of stress compounded by gluttony Mm -hmm. and probably violent masturbation (laughs) (laughs) or is that just me that's that this is this is why my edinburgh show never goes anywhere (laughs) is it just it's called is it just me (laughs) it went somewhere (laughs) yeah it landed up in the high court (laughs) yeah they they've got stringent rules in those scottish high courts Telly Addicts, the TV quiz, usually it was the general public, the great unwashed families, usually, uh, who would be the contestants, sat on the... It's a celebrity special. Sat on the oddly marshmallowy looking pastel-coloured sofas. That did always look like the most delicious set in uh, television. I mean, the thing is that I could be persuaded that this is what peak time light entertainment still looks like uh, you know i've got no idea i don't i don't remember the last time i put the tv on like bbc one or itv on a saturday night when was the last time i did I that think it's, 20 years it's ago it's definitely less pastel <laughs> and it's probably yeah, less I mean, quite likely yeah, but I mean, you know, I could I could be persuaded that this is still how it looks the teams the celebrity teams the there was team 1 with the crackers Led by yes. Frank Carson, Obviously. Lisa Goddard, George Layton, and Graham Garden. George Layton and Graham Garden, the same age. Interesting. That I mean, is interesting. Graham Garden is an intellectual cut above everybody else. Uh, yeah, he's episode. he's the one who really shouldn't be there. Yeah, his answer yeah. to every question should be, "I really shouldn't be." Yeah, here. yeah. Should shouldn't I be doing? You know. University uh, challenge, uni- yeah, or uh, at least Christmas uh, mastermind, or at least call my bluff. Don't you know. even get an audience with Corin. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's not a completely terrible list of guests, actually. I no, mean, not really. Frank Carson's a bit much, isn't he? Well, he it's is a, a bit, bit much, but. He was still big box office at the time. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit relentless though, isn't he? You know, Lisa Goddard is. I mean, I only know Lisa Goddard from appearances on programs like this. Or give was she on Give Us a Clue a lot? She was a team captain. Yeah, there you go. Give Us a Clue. So you know, that's what I know her for. What was she in the first place? A dancer. She was an actor, dancer. Um, Okay, yeah, so, you know, George Layton, well, I mean, he's the one out of Doctor in the House, I think. Yeah, Um, I have no idea. is a legit comedy demigod. Um, You've got Chris Tarrant, which is, you know... Well, yeah, this is the second team, the Clowns. Oh, yeah, the other team. Captained by uh, Chris Tarrant with Barry Cryer, Jessica Martin... TV doesn't remember Jessica Martin now. And Jim Bowen. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I have absolutely no idea who Jessica Martin is. Ah, well, Jessica Martin was a comedian, actor and impressionist who appeared on ITV shows such as 
Copycats and Davro, both of which are on the list for programmes for us to watch next year. Nice. Don't you forget it. Okay, right, okay, (laughs) fair enough. Barry Cryer I find endlessly watchable. Again, you know, just a funny person. What's he doing on a programme like this? Yeah. Well, I mean, he he was one of those that um, they could just call into anywhere. You know, Jim Bowen was a bit of a left field choice. I well, think. I mean, Jim Bowen for me kind of, of um, falls into the same category as Frank Carson. You know, it's a bit much. But then again, I mean, Jim Bowen wasn't he like? Um, didn't he have a first in mathematics from Cambridge was, University? Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I know he was a maths teacher when he was uh, starting out in stand-up comedy. Yeah. I thought Chris Tarrant was very interesting. Okay. Because 1989 Chris Tarrant is barely on the TV. Uh, no, 1980, I guess not. 1989 Chris Tarrant is, um, is, is, a, is a radio man, primarily. Well, like he is now. Yeah, with his Capital Radio breakfast show. And, I mean, he would have probably been doing um, that, like the the Clive James show. Tarrant on TV. Tarrant on TV, yeah. He was probably doing that. But he's not the kind of swaggering boss of who wants to be a millionaire. No. And neither is he the kind of ringmaster of Tiswas. And so what you've actually got is a kind of very stripped back, almost subdued Chris Tarrant. Chris Tarrant unplugged. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. His 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 voice just sounds slightly different. He's got a just slightly different tone about him. Um, and uh, very curious. I was relieved that Jessica Martin didn't avail herself of the opportunity to do unwarranted impressions. Because that's yeah. always the risk with an impressionist. The, well, I didn't know she was an impressionist. They work, so, uh, they work their weaselly impressionist ways yeah, into things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she, I mean, actually was called upon to do an impression by one of the rounds. I'll forgive that. Yeah. Just. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Now. And then they go on to the questions. And, it's, uh, and the thing is that... Well, in fact, before the... the questions i think i want to touch on the fact that noel edmonds pulled a letter out of his trousers uh purporting to be from a viewer requesting victor borger yes now that's i mean in a way that was what passed for youtube in 1989 Mm. but i mean how is anyone satisfied by it because i just thought this is a complete irrelevance get on with the bloody program yeah as i probably would have done when i'm as i'm sure i watched this when it went out in 1989 yeah and for the person who'd written in wanting to see a clip of victor borger was he really satiated by that sort of i don't know how long it was 30 seconds eight eight seconds ten well i mean there's 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 two sides to that isn't there really firstly it's in 1989. This fucking hell video recorder's a couple of hundred quid. If you want to see Victor Borger, buy a fucking video of Victor Borger yeah. and buy a fucking video cassette recorder if you haven't already got one, you cheapskate. Yeah. Stop being a dingus. Yeah. But That's what I'm there, so, you know, there's one side. And the other side of it is who on earth 
rights to telly addicts. Who That's on, that, yeah. uh, did they give out an address at the end of the show? I didn't um, notice. Oh, well, but... no, but I mean, Noel does say "Merry Christmas" from all of us at Pebble Mill, so that uh, just gives it away, presumably. Well, okay, so it's just want to with... write to Pebble Mill, but 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 who would do that? I don't think it was yeah. a real letter. I think no, I'm that, sure it wasn't. Um, I mean, who writes to Telly Addicts? Yeah, who writes to Telly Addicts? And you know, just get a fucking video recorder into the quiz proper. Yeah. Uh, now it begins with a clip round. Well, now I thought that the clips probably appealed to you in some. I to be honest with you, I thought that the first clip coming from, I think it was a Carry On Christmas, which was a Christmas special they did in the early seventies. Yeah. It was obviously not one of the films. It wasn't you one of the tell. films. Uh, if it wasn't that, it could have been one of those Saturday, you know, one of those night with the stars things where they would get people to do like ten minute scaled down versions of their shows or something like that. So it could, anyway, it was from something like that. And I did think that using clips from Carry On, the television version, was a bit of a cop out. Yeah, I, 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 I felt as if. Oh, they want to use a clip from a carry-on film here, don't they? But yet they they know that you can't use a clip from a carry-on film on the TV. So they've gone gone for the carry-on TV show instead. And I thought... Which is appreciably worse, of course. Yeah, and I thought, that's a bit lame, isn't it? Because they've only got got access to the entire BBC's archive. (laughs) Second clip was... Whoops, Baghdad. The yeah. uh, I have no idea about Whoops, Baghdad. Well, it was basically the follow-up to Up Pompeii. So it's the follow-up to Up Pompeii uh, in which Frankie Howard plays himself. Again, yeah, of course. Of course. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is fine. I mean, the thing incidentally, is... Incidentally, Up Pompeii. What a weird programme that is. <laughs> up Pompeii is brilliant. I love Up Pompeii. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm I not can't saying it's a bad myself. thing. I know that there is... There will almost certainly. It's been a very long time since I saw it. If that had been uh, an American show, it would have been called the Frankie Howard Show. Yeah, I mean, there's all, and it wouldn't have been set in Pompeii because well, it have... could have been set in Pompeii. It could have been set anywhere. Uh, you know, that's that's the that's how he chooses. I mean, you know, Phil yeah. Silvers didn't have to be Sergeant Bilko. He could have done anything he wanted. There is something gloriously anarchic. About Frankie Howard, yeah, he he had that um, that way of 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 talking and acting and performing, which made you feel as though actually this one could spiral out of control. Yeah, I think you get the feeling that your presence there was completely incidental to what mm. was happening on stage. Mm. There was a total loss of control. There was no sort of give and receive, give and take yeah. relationship with him and the audience. No. He just was riffing, yeah. and they, everyone else was just along for the ride. Yeah, and there's, yeah. there's not been anybody like him before or since. And anyone who thinks they're like him, who's come along since, is just deceiving themselves. Is not. I'm afraid. Is not. Oh, what? Not the thousand mayhems. Yes. God, the thousand mayhems. <laughs> He's gone. 
my best bit so far. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Where's the car? God! Oh, listen. God, the thousand mayhem. Sorry, I can go. Yes. The other two clips, both from American television programmes. Yeah, and, you know, they've only got access to the complete BBC archive. Is that the second <laughs> yeah. time I've said this? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, it's probably worth pointing that out. So why aren't the BBC even using their own shows for this? I suppose they had some questions written about the Golden Girls and they just had to do a deal with the devil yeah, on Channel 4. That may be the first time I've ever seen the Golden Girls. Oh, I mean, I didn't watch the Golden Girls. That of old shit. It wasn't the first time that I'd seen the Cosby Show, however. Well, I used to what I learned everything I know about women from the Cosby Show. Oh God, God no! <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's why he's coming to us live from Broadmoor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it kind of takes you aback a little bit, doesn't it? There's a there's a kind of moment where where it's just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, it's it's. Him. Yeah. I think it was made creepier by the fact that there was a, one of the questions was, what does he do for a living? Yeah. And Lisa Goddard was absolutely adamant that it was he was a gynaecologist. Yes. Which he wasn't. He was a paediatrician. Yeah. And then they try and, you know, fudge that together. And then all of a sudden I'm imagining Bill Cosby as a gynaecologist for children. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I was in I was in all kinds of a mess. I was in a tailspin at that point. Yeah, well, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, of course, that nobody knew then what they do now. And I mean... Yeah, it's true. Uh, although, you know, the question of how many people knew within Hollywood or how many knew within the BBC when it came to, like, you know, U-Tree a few years later. Yeah, they had the whole of the BBC U-Tree archive to go through, and yet they... Traditionally, we call this round Guess Who, but looking at this lot, you might well dub it Where on Earth Do We Get Them From? <laughs> this all-round entertainer is genuinely warm-hearted. Ooh, he's friendly with a wild animal. And he's acquainted with the stars. <laughs> That is a genuine member of the public. <laughs> Another of the regular rounds on Teleaddicts was Guess Who, where members of the public would read out prompt cards. Oh, yeah. With um, some clues to a famous person on. In three batches, the clues getting easier each time for, you know, three, two, or one points for the team. Yeah. But as a special Christmas treat, seemingly. They'd gone out onto the streets of Birmingham to find the most nutty-looking people. They really, really, really have. And I was delighted. I was delighted by that. I hope it was hard to find those people, but I get the feeling that they were just pulling them left, right and centre. It was so unnecessary, I suppose. Yeah, actually, I felt... Because Noel makes reference to it at the start. And then by the end of the very first set of three clues, yeah, it's already abundantly clear that these people are all nuts. I mean, the one yeah. who was on had a had a really adenoidal voice and looked like he lived in a thermos flask. Yes, and you know that's just getting a cheap laugh at someone's appearance, isn't it? That's that's not. Yeah, right. but you know, if they voluntarily go on the television, well, I then... suppose so. Then I'm... again. Other people who had volunteered to go on the TV included what appeared to be a Russian gentleman. Yes. A teenager with enormous hair. 
Yes, inc- unbelievable hair. I mean, this was 1989. You know, yeah. it was. This was. We're not talking about new romantics. The ancient and some ancient period or, or anything yeah, like or that. Or Marie Antoinette. <laughs> yeah, it's very. That... But it, it, it's it's kind of like a quiff. But it just goes. It's it's like oh, it's like a skyscraper of hair, skyscraper of black hair. As you say. 90, this is 1989, so yeah. even even more inexplicable than the presence of two skinheads, one of whom has got a tattoo on his forehead. Yes, they are straight out of... Um, Every cartoon ever drawn yes. in a British newspaper. Straight out of, um, straight out of a Giles cartoon in the, in, oh, in yeah, the Daily yeah, Express. And again, it's like, it's such an odd bunch of people. And it is so good to see them. This was the point in the show, incidentally, the channel hopping round, when I lost all faith in this as a proper contest. Because points were just being given out for Oh, yeah, nothing. well, obviously, like I say, you know. I was infuriated. I'm fascinated by your, frankly, infantile belief <laughs> that these are actually competitions. It's Do you not... think there's a governing body? Look, when you when no, you, because when you this isn't it, the first time we've come across this. <laughs> when you look at it, like professional sport now, all the people who do that are celebrities. Yeah, but, but these are—they're still actually are... trying. And I think that they should apply the same rules and dogmas and Corinthian oh, beliefs God. to celebrity Christmas telly addicts as they do at the Olympics. Why do you care? Because it's a it's a purity of competition thing. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't explain it. No, you can't. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, titles and tunes is a, is another round they do. That's where they play the titles of one television program with the theme tune of another. Uh, yes, I missed what they were. Um, what they were the the explanation. For what this round was, yeah, that c- um, could be very disconcerting. And I came in and sat down, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" Yeah. <laughs> I don't. You, that doesn't did you sound get like any the of music. The answers? No, because I I was literally I was so. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't sound like the music for that? But yeah. it could be because I've got no idea what the music is, and I've yeah. got no idea what that is. Yeah, I got so far into <laughs> I got so far into it, and I was like, "Okay, is this me not knowing the answers to this, or has something happened that I don't know about?" Yeah, and it dear. might be both, or it could be either. Because I ain't going back and watching this bullshit again, just in case you were wondering. The final round was under the spotlight, where you know you've your team's got. Uh, 60 seconds to answer 12 questions. Three each. Yeah. Um, and they each they each scored seven, which, you know, is fucking meaningless, frankly. Yeah. Because then Noel deducted a point arbitrarily to make the whole thing, predictably enough, a tie. Yeah. And then Morecambe and Wise sing us out with uh, Winter Wonderland. Because, of course. Why would Because, of course, you know. They've been holding on to their best clip. Yeah, the only thing that you've missed out from this yeah. was uh, Mr. Granger dressed as an egg. Ah, yes. There was a clip from Are You Being Served? There certainly was. Well, I hope no 
nobody expects me to, to sit on a case. Then do I have to have this funny quiver round the back? You've always had a funny quiver round the back. Belt up or I'll break your other leg. <laughs> I'm sh- I knew that you would be delighted by that. Your your staggering love of the programme Are You Being Served seems to stand against everything else that you hold dear. There is just something so fundamentally absurd about it. I love <laughs> the fact that it See, it, normally... It doesn't you, care what you, you think. Normally, you don't really like that sort of absurdity and rail against it. Yeah. And it's almost like you've got one place in your affections for something that deals in absurdity. Well, no, yeah. And, it's and like, that is it. That, it's like, that occupying that space. It's like anybody who's known, who's watched Are You Being Served, will be aware that the programme kind of had a bit of a format... Um, and that one of the bits was that at some point in one of the in an episode, something mechanical would be delivered to their department <laughs> and would yeah, would yeah, go yeah. wrong with hilarious consequences. And at some point, one of them would have come in wearing a stupid costume. Yeah, and the thing is that the mechanical things going wrong was oh, no. so far beyond oh. the pale. It was so funny and so ridiculous <laughs> that it's just like, I love the fact that they don't even care about the fact that this would never happen. You're, you it are doesn't, a strange they, they bird. Do, it doesn't matter in Are You Being Served. And like I say, there's something about that programme which, which, which just catches me right in the feels. I... I, I, I you're I'm, a rare, rare bird. But, and, it, and the other thing is, that certainly early on, it's a great ensemble cast. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. They're I'm good. Willing... No, they're all good comedy actors. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they are. I know. You know, they're good comedy actors doing it well. The, right, the, the, the script isn't always up to much. See, but the I stories can get quite intricate. The reason that I'm laughing is is not because what you're saying is wrong. Yeah. So much as people who are listening to this podcast, in all likelihood, are never going to have to deal with the consequences of these feelings. And I know for a fact that I am, because yeah. I have had to deal with them in the past. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way yeah. that this, this plays out in my life is yeah. I end up watching... 12 episodes yeah i I will i'll end up we'll end up we'll end up getting wasted somewhere (laughs) and then watching an entire series of are you being served we Uh, once missed a train to your then girlfriend's house or girlfriend's parents house yeah no less yeah because we wanted to finish a season of good night (laughs) sweetheart and when i say we i mean you and, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were straining for the door. Oh, well, well clearly. <laughs> clearly. I mean, you it's could have I, gone I, on I, your own and got that train. I know. That's true. <laughs> but that, it's, like I say, there, there's something about Are You Being Served, which, um... Jesus. It's just, which, which, which just hits me right in the involuntary 
tickle spot. Jesus. Right, well, I hope everyone's got a little insight into how much Ian likes Are You Being Served there. On this podcast um, about we telly are addicts. On this podcast about telly addicts. What was your festive highlight? Festive? The, again, it wasn't very festive. No, I mean, just I think there may have been a, a Christmas tree here or there and maybe a snow scene in the background. It was just a normal episode of Telly Addicts, only with celebrities. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any Christmas theme, really, throughout the show, although I do wonder whether that first clip of the Carry On things might have been from Carry On Christmas. Yeah, because they were talking about burning the Christmas dinner. Yeah, so I think that my Christmas highlight is going to be... Don't say Bill Cosby, don't say Bill Cosby, don't say Bill Cosby. Um, I, it, I think it's the fact that Edmonds is back the next day. Well, yeah, but... I that's mean, that... my favourite thing. It was a very Noel Christmas. Happy Noel. Par for the course, isn't it? Yeah. Noel happy... Edmonds born on the 22nd of December, incidentally. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll allow it, but... Fucking fraud. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. He's implying that he's... If you're called Noel... Yeah. The implication is that your birthday is on Christmas Day and you've got to be absolutely clear with the general public. I think we're all finished. Yeah, with, I think uh, we're spent. I'm disgusted by telly addicts for not making it a proper competition, but, you know, nine-year-old me was probably reasonably entertained. Okay. So, you know, I don't think that I, I don't think that 17 year old me was entertained by it. I, I like I say, I doubt that I would have been watching it. It could, I suppose, have been the least worst option because. Um, well, for, for a start, there were only three other options. Yeah, there were only three other options. And honestly, I mean, did I have a great deal? You know, would I have had a great deal to do on christmas eve in the evening i don't think so no but uh you know it's difficult to say isn't it difficult to say but i mean you know i don't miss it and i certainly no. don't miss noel fucking edmunds <laughs> creep and me there out. you go well no you know like i say equal parts fascinated and horrified but um there we go that's it that's us done tomorrow <laughs> fucking more <hell>. christmas <laughs> more christmas themed Christmas themed, celebrity-based, competitive I've, entertainment. I've managed with, to block this out. Um, with the to... Big Break Christmas <laughs> Special. 1992. 1992, yeah. Oh, dear. So there's something to look forward to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's we'll, only a game. It's only a game. We'll be back. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. And goodbye.